0: In the northwest of the western country of Uddhiana, in a lotus garden at the northwest of Dhanakosha, on an island of the great lake, brilliant, immaculate, in the midst of a countless arrival of flocks of water birds, scarlet ducks, grey cranes, and others, a tent was pitched, a luminous circle of five rainbow colors the king and a minister entered a skiff and arrived at the spot amidst the cries of flocks of scarlet waterbirds. Sitting on the lotus was a child of beautiful face, a delight to the eyes, a child one would consider to be eight years old. The colour of his body was like the purple of shells and the king marvelled. Emao, miraculous, admirable child, who is your father and who is your mother? What is your caste and what is your country? What food do you live on and what is your purpose here? The boy replied, "My, my father is the wisdom of spontaneous awareness. My mother is the ever-excellent lady, the space of all things. I belong to the caste of indivisible space and awareness. I have taken the unborn Dharma Dhatu as my homeland. I sustain myself by consuming the concepts of duality. My purpose is the act of killing the defilements. So this is a description of the birth of Guru Padmasambhava, the lotus-born guru. Here, sometimes called Sokki Dorje, the the Vajra born of the lake, in the country of Udayana, the country of Urgyen. This is the response of overwhelming great compassion. The story goes that the country of Udayana ruled by a blind king named Indrabhuti, who had no uh, no children, couldn't have any children. uh, So there's no heir to the country. This country of Udayana was in a very bad state. There was famine, uh, the harvest had failed repeatedly. The king was blind, the king was apparently impotent, Uh, so everybody was suffering, a blind, powerless king, and a country that's a wasteland. It's a very familiar uh, myth. And the people, starving and hungry, without faith in their leader, who's a good man, and he's doing everything that he can think to do, calling out to the deities, performing lots of pujas, going on expeditions to try and save his country, but there is no response, and the people are calling out in longing to the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas to save them, to help them. And the response is from Avalokiteshvara, great compassion, the greatly compassionate one, Mahakrunika, calls out to his teacher, Amitabha, the Buddha of infinite light, the Sambhogakaya, calls out to the Dharmakaya, calls out to reality itself. And Amitabha sends a crimson ray, a scarlet ray, a red ray, deep into the heart of the lake of Dharnakosha. And there emerges a magnificent lotus. And then he sends a Vajra into that lotus, which turns spontaneously into this wonderful, eight-year-old boy, deep pink or deep purple in colour, holding a water pot and a vajra, just sitting there, sitting calmly in the lake, waiting, waiting to be found. Wisdom and compassion respond by sending an extraordinary being. The image that the text, The Life and Liberation of Padmasambha gives us is of the manifestation of transcendent, absolute beauty. The child is an image of something completely fresh and new in Indian tradition. Beauty is associated with what is new. This is, again, a very traditional way of looking at beauty. Beauty is that which is eternally fresh and new. That's the image of that which transcends time. In uh, Islamic tradition they say that uh, the most beautiful things are our reality's latest things, newest things. So the image of the eight-year-old boy-child, this deep pink colour, is an image of new, unch- untouched, ever youthful, primordial purity and it's in a place of great beauty, a lake in the mountains, a wonderful glacial lake and it's abundant, nature is abundant there and the birds, all these beautiful birds, so many (laughs) the colour of uh, red in colour, scarlet in colour and of course it's transfigured nature, it's a pure realm. So this is the image that we're given of Padma as he manifests, as he manifests in the world, as he manifests in time. Obviously, it's a, it's a highly symbolic and mythic story, but it's this image of incredible, unutterable beauty. And there is a great t- teaching here. This is a vision, this vision of Guru Padma in the end, is nothing outside of us. It's actually indicating the nature of what we can become and on the deepest level of what we already are. Listen to this teaching from another text in the cycle from the Bardo Todol, from the liberation through hearing. Listen to this teaching, Padmasambhava speaking. This naturally originating inner radiance, uncreated from the very beginning, is the parentless child of awareness. How amazing! It is the naturally originating primordial awareness, uncreated by anyone. How amazing! This radiant awareness has never been born, and will never die. How amazing. Though manifestly radiant, there is no one there who sees it. How amazing. Though it has wandered throughout samsara, it has come to no harm. How amazing. Though it has seen Buddhahood itself, it does not improve. How amazing. Though it is present in everyone everywhere, it remains unrecognised. How amazing. Still, one hopes for some attainment other than this. How amazing. Though it is present within oneself, one continues to seek it elsewhere. How amazing. Well, we don't recognise this wonderful quality of awareness, this unborn, uncreated, radiant, fresh, ever-present awareness, which is not just not just ours, it's everywhere and everyone, and yet it is not located anywhere. We don't recognise this, we don't wake up to this, this beauty, this naturally, spontaneously present, liberated, and liberating mind. So we need image, we need symbol, we need path, we need practice. We need to become fascinated and enchanted by the beauty of reality and generate an intense passion for such beauty. We need to develop a love, a passion, stronger than that which will lead us into the labyrinthine maze of samsara, with its endless desires and entrapments. So a vision such as the birth of Padmasambhava is him showing himself in the most beautiful of forms. Reality is clothing itself in the most lovely costume. Awareness is clothing itself in the most lovely costume, so that we can transform desire itself into a greater desire for that reality itself. So it's very, very important that we have image and symbol, being and story that we can relate to that we can come into loving relationship with, that we can see and almost reach out and touch and that will communicate with us and we can communicate with it, with them. We need the beloved. We need the beloved Padmasambhava in a deep pink form, wearing the most gorgeous robes and lovely red flower garlands, playfully frowning with ease and grace and negligently transforming everything that is harmful around him, we need such visions of beauty to develop, to engender in us real passion, real longing, real desire for liberation, the liberation that will come in the end from seeing with naked awareness. So if you're enjoying, appreciating, benefiting from this series of short talks by Padma Vadra on the life and liberation of Padma Padmasambhava, him channeling these lightning flashes from the blue beyond, then please do consider making a donation to Padmaloka. We're still in uh, uncertain financial times. This year we lost our main source of income, uh, our retreat income, and even though people are starting to return to Padmaloka now, uh, our costs have considerably gone up. Uh, given the various measures that we have to put in place so although we've benefited enormously from people's generosity uh, throughout the year we really need to keep that stream of generosity flowing so do please consider giving what you can you can do that by following the link that's attached to this video or beneath in our youtube channel or visiting our website and making a one-off donation or taking out a monthly standing order thank you